You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! There it is, the kickoff to every episode now. Thanks for joining us. It's me, Peter Murphy, your host of Florida Versus, the podcast that you're listening to. Thanks for thanks for tuning back in again for another Tuesday episode. On this Tuesday episode, right up top, I got to tell you what am I cooking? Making shrimp takes so little time. I don't know why I think shrimp is like super involved. Uh, Maybe because it's seafood and it just looks intimidating in the case there when you buy it. But yeah, making some shrimp scampi for myself. Uh, Just a few minutes on each side. Boom. You know what shrimp is supposed to look like. Uh, That's what I'm making today. And yeah, some some fun announcements before we get into this episode. Changing up the format of each episode uh, where I'll be listing and giving shout outs to my producers at the end. And then I'll also be... Uh, you know, not kicking the episodes off with ads, but uh, I'll put ads periodically through each episode, so we can kick it off and get right get right to the fun stuff. And yeah, we want to kick it off like like we did today with that uh, wonderful song from Matt Harding, and then this backup track from the one and only DJ Dree. So you know, off to more and more fun today. My guest is a returning member of the Floridian Inner Circle. It's Josh Renard. He's almost like a reverse Floridian where most people grow up in and are born in a different state and then move to Florida. Josh, born and raised, very much so raised in Florida, then moved up to, uh, to Massachusetts there. So he did a reverse. Maybe he'll go back, who knows. But today, what we're doing is a three-round draft. Drafting our favorite Floridians. Uh, and it's it's very entertaining, it's very exciting, it's fun. On the basis of proud Floridians that we can name. <laughs> and influential figures throughout the world. And their, their impact on the world. Now, we draft up three... Three Floridians each, and then you know we put them in a uh, celebrity deathmatch situation. Just kidding. We draft them. We tell you why we draft them, why we like them. Maybe, maybe they'll be it'll be a shock to you that they're even Floridian. Uh, this obviously comes off of you know the story about Josh meeting Carrot Top <laughs> and how diplomatic he was about it. All right. Without any further ado, this is Josh Renard and me, your host Peter Murphy. Drafting our top three Floridians. Enjoy. All right. Hey, nothing left uh, but to do it. Everybody gets a song. This is a little welcome back action for Josh Renard. Josh Renard's here on the show again. He's back to kick my butt. Josh is here. He's kicking butt. He's rocking and rolling. Hey. And 
Oh, we have such a fun show for you guys today. Uh, welcome back. The Cape Coral legend, the dinosaur dancing, the limousine riding, the well-educated Josh Renard. He's here. Boom. Boom, pal. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, pal. Surprise. Josh, thanks for coming back. You are a Floridian through and through, born and raised. That's right. Uh, I'm happy to have you back here on the program. We're going to do something fun today, but before we get into that, let's get into plugs, plugs up top. Josh, Renard, is there anything uh, you would like to plug to give our listeners to check out? No. All right, great. Moving on. <laughs> Fantastic. Sorry. All right. No. So, so today we are going to do a three round draft and we're going to be drafting our top three Floridians. Josh is going to pick three. I'm going to pick three. And uh, after each draft choice, we will, we will say why. And we'll have a bit of a selection on why we're picking our top three uh, Floridians. Now yeah. this comes from, comes from a previous episode and uh, we should maybe mention, you know, the time that you met, we, we met Carrot Top. <laughs> I think we talked about it a little bit, but we met Scott Thompson in Vegas. The great. What Scott was your, the great Scott Thompson? We were there for Matt Ashton's um, uh, bachelor party. Yeah. And stag, stag if you're British. <laughs> there were no, it should be noted, there were no British nor Anglophiles nope. there. But there were some Australians from down under. There's some thunder from down under. Yeah. So what happened? Steve, our buddy Steve Addington knows Scott Thompson. Carrot Top, and uh, he was nice enough to give us some tickets. We went to the show. The show stopped in the middle of the. Remember when the sh yeah, show stopped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, was, was your thought? What was your thought? Well, first of all, he's one of the best performers in terms of like what he does. I've ever seen, and I Carrot think you top. hit. Yeah, yeah. It was an amazing performance. Right. Um, yeah, I think you nailed it. It was like maybe. 70 jokes in a second and like 60 minutes it was oh nuts. yeah yeah but he had he so does, many jokes for a minute yeah absolutely. and that show is like an hour and 20 minutes long so his idea of a fucking intermission is to bust out a full bottle of crown royal and, and just give out shots to like the vip members i don't think i'll ever forget it yeah yeah i don't well i won't either because uh, unfortunately there was like a time where he like saw us and saw like his buddies from a thunder from down under and realized like he didn't have enough for like the people down the row. So we had to like go, he had to go like he was in the middle of the row. So we had to go all the way. He's like, sorry guys. And he said, sorry to like this whole row who thought they were like going to get shots with carrot top. So yeah, he stops the show about midway through, like you're saying, and he goes, Hey, I've got some friends from Florida here comes up gives us some shot glasses and he's pouring out crown royal apple and we're yeah. all taking shots but then but then more, like you're saying more of his friends from uh what's it called from uh other vegas shows like thunder from down under were there as well yes <laughs> yes um but yeah i mean that's his intermission and then he goes back and probably does another 30 minutes of his stuff and then he touches a little bit about like why you know who he is and you know he's from florida and stuff and did you know he was from florida i had no clue yeah i i did because of uh his movie what's his uh chairman of the board chairman of the board yeah because that 
that movie was really big to, for me and my little brother as a kid, like watching it, you know, when it came out, I think like on Comedy Central or something. And just the power of the internet, just looking up and being like, like oh, Carrot Top's from Florida? So no. cool. And yeah. I've always, I've always just always been like somebody who's like from Florida, like knowing that other people are from Florida, it sounds so nerdy, but I'm like, dope, me too. Uh, the story's been told, but it, I love I loved to tell it we're in his green room afterwards and such a fun i walked into his green room and i should have known he was from florida because his green room is decorated exactly like my apartment <laughs> yeah yeah there's He's got yeah, every ga- part of and there's gator stuff everywhere crown royal bottles all over the place <laughs> alcohol bottles florida memorabilia and pictures I- and he, he had a ton of like dolphin stuff as well and fau stuff I remember you and I talking about it on the way out, like realizing like what we like just did and like our next move for the night and just being, I said to you, I go, you know what? That, that should be Carrot Top's green room. Like that is exactly like what I think I should experience. Yeah. Tons of color, tons of mirrors. Mirrors, uh, sticker. He had like a certain sticker. I can't remember that he had like collected, but he was, a dude who collects things and he's got that residency at the Luxor. So dude. you know what? Keep going, Carrot. Keep going, Mr. Top. Yeah, Scott, he's the man. So we're yeah. there, we're back there, and it's the bachelor party, the stag party. Carrot Top, Carrot Top's manager, the Thunder from Down Under crew. Uh, you know, these big beefy guys, a couple of his like female fans. And at one point we all sort of just look at each other like, you know, we're getting drunk drinking more crown royale and i, I kept texting like, my wife i'm like you won't like you won't believe what is going on right now <laughs> and you know i i know that it's carrot top it's like he's such a unfortunately he's such a punchline to so many so many pretentious asshole people like or, and particularly comedy nerds that uh have never seen him perform they're just like oh the prop shit you know they don't dig it but he is so authentic unpretentious and the jokes per minute the laughs per minute are like out of this world he's hysterical and also self-aware so we're there and yeah i'm like hey you know we're we might all fuck carrot top tonight (laughs) he touched my he touched my butt but i i complimented him on a joke and that was his way of saying thank you so i was just like whatever like do you remember what he said what you said what, what what the joke was yeah, it was uh, it was like a doing joke, like a boner joke, and I was like, and he like had, but he had like a guy out there playing guitar, and I was like, that was real. I go, that was I go, that was a really funny joke, and then he touched my butt, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I thought something was going down there, and then, but the most memorable part for me was you going up to him. You know, we each have a chance to talk, yeah, talk to him. Yeah. And- this and is you, before, yeah, I told him up, a joke. Yeah, you go, you go over, you shake his hand, <laughs> and you're like, and you literally said, "Hey, I just want to thank you for representing Florida." <laughs> like you're some kind of like congressman. Like he looked at you. The look on his face was like, "Should I know who this guy is? Like, should I know? Like, does he represent like a seat in the house? Like, what?" <laughs> What is this? Who's your friend, Steve? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, what sort of high-powered government agents are coming in here? Uh, And I laughed. uh, I laughed so hard after the fact. 
yeah ridiculous uh and everything else just stays in vegas you know we can't yeah can't talk about much else there it's one of my finer moments in life and just saying yeah i saw care top live and then you know i was able to hang out with them and i just told them you know the whole state of florida really has your back man thank you so much (laughs) has your back man dude i love it i love it and you know what i'm happy i found out that he's floridian uh though you know what at this point anybody can become floridian uh and let's 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 transition to the draft here so we're going to draft our top three floridians uh and say why and uh after we draft them we will we will mention the criteria in which we drafted them and why and then uh then we'll have a bit of a discussion we'll move on to the next pick uh the number one pick will go based on a coin flip and so josh will you please uh call it in the air um uh any of any other caveats to mention uh, about the draft no excited to be here excited for tails never fails okay you let me know when uh you're gonna call it tails yeah of course okay fl- flipping it in the air and it is <sighs> heads it's heads. It's heads. Okay. First pick goes to me. And congratulations. What are you going to do with it? Ooh, a lot of places to go. There's a, a, a vast <laughs> field. And we were talking a bit before this. This pick is the only pick I think you would overlap. You would, I, I think, I think this person's on your big board. I think uh, this would be, I, I don't think you would think that I would pick this person. I don't think you know me. I mean, maybe. I don't know. My first. <laughs> all right. Well, well, uh, well yeah. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The. He's a fighter. It's a guy. He's a fighter. He's a writer. He's a drinker. He's a stinker. Oh, man. Hemingway. Yep. You were going to. I knew it. Anyways, no, no, no. Was Hemingway I, on your list? He was not on the big board. He was like six or seven. But uh, as soon as you started saying it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, yep, I know who you're going to go with. Dude, but, um, who, I mean, gotta be my first round pick, Hemingway. Because, I mean, if you really dive into it, he's, he's so incredibly Floridian. Boxer, love to get in fights crazy drinker right and you're just sh- as a kid i want like people to understand this as a kid growing up in florida being in florida as a like born and raised you get ernest hemingway shoved down your throat <laughs> like he's a god in like south florida especially when you go to key west and my family we went to key west as a you know as a summer vacation quite often so that yeah. man, that man estate must make so much money off of like franchising just his name and just like his uh yeah crazy absolutely yeah he he has to and yeah yeah and that's another thing down in the keys because you you know you know he's got that like brown skin he's not wearing any sunscreen because hell with it he's you know he probably didn't even wear a shirt more than half the time you know he's he, you know, I, when you see Hemingway, when you picture Hemingway in your head, it's got the Dukes up. Yep. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or 
you know, he's like, you know, under a tree doing some great writing or some incredible kind of, uh, uh, you know, like, like he's, he's writing something or, you know, getting like crazy drunk, you know, sometimes you got to do that. Gotta get, yeah. those, gotta get those demons out somewhere. I think, and that's an excellent point. Like he to, totally personifies the floor, like the, uh, Floridian, uh, working through their demons expressing their demons and he you know he did it in you know some healthy some unhealthy ways in like writing and exercise you know boxing and uh you know also you know a, a legendary drinker that encapsulates what it is to be in the keys so yeah i gotta go number one ernest hemingway uh any uh any other thoughts on ernest hemingway josh just this picture uh, is in a lot of bars in Key West. Yeah. And that's all. He's in a lot of bars. And, you know, his spirit lives in in a lot of bars still. Do you think he'd be wearing a mask? No. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because he's like, he's not like true Florida, Florida. Like he's from he's a transplant in, in my mind, you know, so it's, he probably would, you know, not, not, I don't know. I don't know. There's that's a lot a loaded, of people. That's a loaded question. Joe. Rogan. Sure. There's, uh, a, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of people on my big board that are transplants. Uh, and I think that makes them just as Floridian as a born and raised Floridian, which is interesting because that's, you know, you're coming from born and raised and I'm coming yeah. from uh, born and then transplanted. Mm-hmm. I had too many uh, beers at a wedding by myself at a Florida wedding uh, like two years ago. And I kept the first night I kept asking people from Florida if they were born and raised. And my friend, my friend Alex was like, why, why do you keep doing that? I go, I got to know who my people are, man. (laughs) He goes, you're "You're sounding like a dick. (laughs) I go, I go, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Years ago, me and Chris McLeod, who'd been on this podcast, uh, another Cape guy we grew up around with in Cape Coral. Great, great dude. He, him and I were on the beach and we were, we ended up, you know, just making friends with some people and playing beach volleyball. And there was this really skinny white dude with a backwards hat, no shirt, black Rivka or, or billabong, you know, short uh, shorts, board shorts. And we kept playing, <laughs> We kept playing beach volleyball with him and his crew. And I think Chris had met like one of the girls in the group and we started hanging out with them through that on this day. Like we met them. Then we started playing beach volleyball. And every time he scored a point, he would pick up the sand and go born and raised on sand, baby born and raised. And then he just, he shortened it to B and R born and raised, born and raised. (laughs) That's your people. I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Uh, all right, Josh, first round pick. Uh, okay. The pick's in. What? What's it going to be? Who's your first round pick? Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, there's there was some things that I wanted to put into play for yes. my three. I wanted to be historic. Mm. I wanted to have something that meant something to me. And I wanted something that was a little funny that you didn't, that you 
personally didn't see coming. Wow. Okay. But with my number one pick, I'm going to go with the historic pick, and you can't get more historic than the father of Florida himself, and that is Juan Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon, of course. Ponce. Uh, you know, the first, third, and seventh governor of uh, the great uh, state of Puerto Rico. Um, first, third, and seventh governor. Wow. Uh, yeah, so Ponce de Leon is, uh, I think, not living in Florida anymore and moving to Massachusetts was always my card for these Plymouth-loving motherfuckers because they were like, oh, yeah, you know, Plymouth Rock. And I'm like, mm, actually, the first established colony was discovered in Florida uh, in St. Augustine. Why don't you read a book or look up Wikipedia? Because uh, so, <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah. But um, it was like my favorite thing to get into, I guess, bar arguments, if you will. Um, arguments. I love that. <laughs> I love that term. At the time, but um, uh, but didn't yes. he discover the Fountain of Youth, or did he name it? Correct. In 1513, Ponce de Leon led the first known European expedition to La Florida. Uh, which he named uh, during his uh, first voyage to the area. He landed somewhere along Florida's east coast, according to this person who wrote this on Wikipedia. Uh, then he charted the Atlantic coast down to the Florida Keys uh, and said, you know what? I bet a guy is going to get shit-faced here and write some really wacky stuff. Uh, and then <laughs> along the Gulf Coast, perhaps uh, as far as Charlotte Harbor. Oh, rip hurricane charlie no offense though though in popular culture he was supposedly searched for the fountain of youth there is no contemporary evidence to support the story which all modern historians call a myth wow but he did coin the name of it and he did um you know there's a lot of ponce de leon around the saint augustine area but yeah, yeah. He, he discovered i mean yeah he well, discovered he, Florida, and right? they and he came back to Spain, and they were like, "What did you, Ponce, Juan? What happened?" And he goes, "I found it. it. It's called. It's Eden. It's a great La Florida. It's the greatest ever." And they're like, "You know what? The King Ferdinand was like, boom, you're the governor of Puerto Rico. Congrats. Here you go. Wow. Imagine. They need you. They need you down there, brother. You know what? And he went down there, and I think, you know, people say." That's where Donald Trump got his sick flow from tossing those um, paper towels in Puerto Rico. <laughs> imagine, imagine being the first person in Florida. Like what? Like that must have well, looked. I'm, I'm, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm not, like I'm not. You know, I don't think. Imagine, I think I'm pretty sure Ponce and probably found some native people that probably, you know, were there. It's this is funny. I this uh, has nothing to do with our conversation, but I had this issue with Steve, where his microphone was rubbing against his shirt. Oh, <laughs> so just no, yeah, just because you could take your take your you you're wearing a Manchester United jacket, <laughs> but you could take that off and it won't rub against your collar. With Steve, it was rubbing against his. Uh, uh, against his hair she's got crazy long hair and that's why it sounded like he was in a well for a little bit sorry, sorry. no you're good you're good you're good i, <laughs> I want the the I, I i after steve's episode i said i figured out the issue and i never wanted to have an issue again but you, you're doing great but you imagine can you can edit this out exactly imagine being the first <laughs> person in florida what that must have looked like 
it must have looked like Eden, like like what they think of like Eden is, you know, like Adam and Eve were here, you know, like imagine like rolling up, you're in the Everglades, it's hot, but there's, you know, like these uh, unimpregnated beaches, there's, you know, tons of like wetlands, there's tons of animals right like you yeah you would have i would have freaked out if what, what would you have done you, it's just you i would have cried like yeah. because yeah. he says he probably landed like somewhere on the east coast and that's either like jacksonville at the northernest part which is beautiful and then you get like coco coco beach right in there where is another you know you could take another famous floridian from that area um we'll see but and then you keep going down and you have you know the space coast cape Canaveral and then fort lauderdale and then miami so it's like he's pick your spot it's all gucci um like and then he's just continuing to go down to the keys and then he comes up to the golf and then he just hits it back um outside charlotte harbor which in my opinion that little charlotte harbor area like that area like boca grande or whatever that that spot is like a hidden gem in america uh where we like in that little area of the gulf of mexico like southwest florida that place is so nice um so yeah yeah Yeah, i would have been blown away i i mean i was just thinking you know you, you mentioned crying at the sight of it i was i recently took a trip to big bear in the last month um and i took a lover and well, your, your mom flew out there <laughs> and the second i don't know the second i got into the hot tub when i hit that 105 105 degrees is that <laughs> the second i got into that 105 degree heat in the hot tub i I was so relaxed for the first time in over a year. I, I started crying. Oh, like, have you ever been so relaxed that you cried? Have you ever been so content that you cried? I don't have tear ducts. That's why I said I'd cry. I don't have tear (laughs) ducts. The closest I get to crying is maybe, um, almost cried during the Super Bowl, Like, really yeah. yeah after the national anthem which is so stupid were you at uh, the super bowl or you're watching no, TV? i was watching it at home like <laughs> I, it's not even like i don't i like i like the bucks like they're my team like and i've liked them for a, you know a very long time but it's stupid if you think about it like, <laughs> and i think that's why i didn't cry because i realized like what was happening in the moment and i was like okay this is silly <laughs> and my and my wife goes are you okay <laughs> and i go I was going to cry, but I manned up. We got a Super Bowl to win here. <laughs> some things mean a lot to some, to some people. There's no, no, no shame in that. I, yeah, I was in this hot tub. It was 105 degrees. And I was, I literally was so relaxed. I was crying. It's like, you know, when you like laugh yeah, so hard that you start to cry. That feeling of bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a feeling like that in a hot tub, but I didn't cry. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. I, I once... <laughs> I think the last time I was in a hot tub was with you in Vegas. We were in a hot tub? Yeah, we went down to the pool, got into the hot tub. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, that stays in Vegas. Come on, man. That stays in Vegas. Just a pool. (laughs) (laughs) But, oh, yeah, I was so There's kids in the hot tub. There were kids there, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. But anyways, Uh, yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's get into round two. I'm going to make my first pick of the second round. And, okay, this person, incredibly funny, storied history of comedy, um, underappreciated in my opinion. Okay. Doesn't always put her – she's not always featured, but she's always behind the scenes. Um, the – irreverent Paul LaPelle <clears throat> now oh Paul okay. LaPelle went to Seminole High School or excuse me Seminole College she used to work at Disney's Pleasure Island and then she went to um, she was a part of the improv company a SAC comedy lab in downtown Orlando and she from there what SAC did in I think 94 95 they they did a pilot and that pilot found its way up to like a comedy pilot that they shot on their stage. Mm-hmm. And uh, sack by the way, is known for Wayne Brady. Wayne, everyone's like, Oh, Wayne Brady went here. Wayne Brady like studied comedy here. And Wayne Brady drops in every from time to time to do improv um, shows. Joke a bitch. <laughs> exactly. And that too. And Paul Appel. So was Paul Pell, The story goes, was on this um, pilot that, sack had uh produced and you know this is mid 90s so they're they're um you know the lot a lot's happening with universal and a lot of productions in orlando and made the this pilot made its way up to snl that ended up getting her an snl audition and she was a writer on snl from 1995 Whoa. to 2013 Whoa. so nearly like 18 years nearly nearly 20 years and then she was featured on, you know, Parks and Rec, uh, 30 Rock. And, you know, uh, she is, you know, Tina Fey's like right hand person uh, and incredibly funny. And, you know, when you think of, you know, the reason why I made this pick is when you think of comedians, you think they're coming out of New York or Los Angeles. And then you think Chicago and then you think Boston and then you kind of like hop all over the place. But, you know, I know we mentioned Carrot Top earlier. I, there are not a lot of well, you know, a lot of comedians that are well-known don't put the Florida foot first. You know, they don't really mention that they're from Florida or have too much, uh, like mention Florida too much. But those, yeah. I mean, 95 to 2013, you're talking, Will Ferrell, Ferrell era, Hater era, Faye era, Jimmy Fallon era, Horatio Sands era, Molly Shannon era, like to that 1995 to 2013. That is anybody that's in their 30s now. That is the sweet spot for uh, SNL, you know, and yeah. it's SNL as we know it. And she did so much to shape that. And I don't even know who this woman is until today, right now. What is really? her name? Yeah. Paula, Paula Pell. Um, she is, you know, just incredible writer. She, you know, she's been on like 30 Rock. She's been in a bunch of, uh, she's, uh, she's been in a bunch of Tina Fey stuff, a bunch of uh, different Netflix things. Incredibly funny. She was in, she was heavily featured in James Franco's 2017, I think it was 2017 SNL documentary. And she's she's just so funny. Like I don't even know if you could say underappreciated, yeah, uh, or overappreciated because 
you know, comedy nerds know her. And I, you know, it's so interesting to, you know, she comes from this improv theater that is so unknown. Sack Comedy Lab in downtown Orlando. You know, I, let me tell you what, SNL's coming out to LA, Chicago, New York to look for talent. They're not going to Orlando anymore. Orlando. So she, yeah, so I think she's the only alumnus to have come from uh, Sack Comedy Lab in Orlando. Uh, what, what would you What would you say to a stand a kid who is trying to make it as a stand up comedian in Florida? Because when I look at stand up comedy in Florida or just stand up comedy in America as a whole, mm. you do have these pockets that like hit really well, where you can you know go to a couple clubs, make a you know a couple money, and then and then mm-hmm. maybe go on tour somewhere and hit up some other shows. But Florida sounds like uh, like one of those, you know, just stop by states where there's not really a pocket. There is no there is no place where you can establish like a scene. Is That's that a true? great point, man. That's a great, great, great point, because, you know, bands, comedians, when they're on tour, maybe they'll stop in Jacksonville. Maybe they'll stop in Orlando. Rarely do they ever hit Orlando, Tampa, Florida, you know, then Miami, then, you know, back up again uh you know it's all about uh getting reps and in Orlando there's like not a lot of reps as far as advice I wouldn't give any advice because you know unsolicited advice is fucking you know ridiculous um okay uh but would you say that you could make a career as a stand-up comedian in Florida what city would it be well What's the most? I think, I think Tampa, what's the most? Pro- Tampa, you think? Tampa Improv, yeah, but they're very, but because they're very, um, I think at the Tampa Improv, well, two things. At the Tampa Improv, it is probably the hardest to get on because they are just as strict as a lot of Los Angeles clubs, and they try and run it the same way. I have a friend who's you know been on TV and stuff like that, and he's you know a very funny comedian. And he has like a, a solo act that he does. And they said, you know, they hadn't heard of him and they go, Oh, well you have to have at least a hundred thousand followers on Instagram to play this club. <laughs> I was like, Oh God. Uh, but also, you know, when I was living in Orlando, I got to this point where I I felt like I, I was, ho- well, I was hosting my own show. Then I was hosting shows at the hard rock and then I was hosting shows at the house of blues and they were comedy shows. And, um, music shows and i felt like i had gotten as far as i could there so yeah you know you gotta go you gotta go where everybody where the best people are uh that, that that's what i felt but yeah to have to have like a someone like paula pell who went straight from orlando doing improv to snl is like she she needs to be celebrated more for that and yeah. you know and she's she's such a funny such a funny comedian and if you you see her uh, on like late night you'll see her on like seth meyer's show every once in a while like pop up and she's just absolutely astounding and an incredible incredible uh comedy lgbtq uh role model she's she's amazing like incredible she can do it Man. she can do it all uh incredible writer and i admire that about her all right that's my pick second round paula pell uh look her up if you don't know her Josh, where are you going with your second pick here? That uh, was a great pick. Made me realize uh, 
informed me. So thank you for informing on this on this great day. <laughs> um, and also made me realize I didn't have, at least on my top three that I won, I didn't have any women, which may oh. make me reestablish my third pick. Ooh, okay. If but she's for, available, if she's available. If she's available, but I don't even know. But for my second pick, I have to say true to my heart. And this is somebody that is not really important as the person that Peter maybe just described, but who knows? Uh, and that is Plies. Plies! Oh, on my or, list, of course, Plies! Or as he's better known as Algonord Lennar Washington. <laughs> uh, born in Fort Myers, Florida, in the same hospital, Lee Memorial Hospital. 239. That's right. Uh, was a wide receiver for the Miami Redskins football team uh, of the Miami University of Ohio in 96 and 97. Uh, you know, tons of hits. You know, I could tell you my personal favorite was he told me what the word Becky. Becky. Uh, meant, <laughs> Becky. Becky. Meant. 2008, I was goon affiliated, and I had no idea <laughs> what I really was saying. He taught yeah. me the term Little Pakistan, it's which is commonly what they refer to uh, out in Florida. Any also what, that, that Southwest Florida is Little Pakistan. Little Pakistan because it's a war zone out there. That's but so he also true. taught me that thugs need love. And if you ever listen to the full catalog of Plies, he has a lot of like hard hitting songs about you know just being somebody who lives. And on like the streets and does illegal activities and you know is in gang affiliated and stuff like that. Right. But he also wants you to know, like, hey, like these people that live these lives, you know, sometimes those lives are not chosen for them. They just have to live them, but they need to love and they want to hear songs like that. And some of his radio hits are really like those Becky like oriented songs and yeah. they're great. But if you get into the catalog of Plies, there is some, there's some pretty good, like, like pretty freaky songs. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> I like that stuff. He's so, representing the, yeah. the Southwest Florida freaks. Yeah. And he, as somebody who loves rap, like growing up, like it's like one of the things that like really, like, I think I was passionate about it at a young age was like the first time I think I heard Bone Thugs and, and Biggie. Yeah, uh, uh, and glorious thugs, I think it is, or I can't, I don't know why. But the the song name. that Bone Thugs and Biggie were on. Yeah, yeah, and I okay. remember my older brother showed me that, and then he showed me another Biggie song, which is Hypnotized, and I was like, "Who is this guy? Like, what is this? What is what? What?" And I just like I wanted to know everything I could about it, and I wanted to like I never felt like I I needed more. Like, and I, yeah. and I think I was maybe in fifth grade. And I think you're like nine or 10 or something at that age. Yeah. And I never like. I think 12. I think you're 12. Yeah. 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 11 or 12. And I never knew what that was until rap music. And then right around 2005, I was like a senior in high school, getting out of high school and Plies came around and I was like, oh, he's from where? <laughs> like, yeah. What? And I'm like, oh my goodness. And he, he was a little cool. People say Plies can be a little corny. He's one of the greatest Twitter followers of all time. He's one <laughs> of the greatest Instagram followers of all time. If you're into like, you know, you know, self videos that are just PO, like people in your face just telling you silly things. But some of the things he says is so funny and so great. And I love that he's making a, 
a name for himself on social media now and still making he, music. He is. Yeah, you're so right. He's so great. He's so funny. Uh, he's got punchlines. He's got bars. But, the you know, growing up, dude, we had, you know, just like how, just like comedy, man. It's like it's um, it's New York. It's L.A. It's the East Coast. It's the West Coast. But we didn't really have like a Florida rapper. Like, obviously, like Plies, you know, we're talking yeah. about because these are from, from our hometown in recent years, Flo Rida. And then T Pain, which stands for Tallahassee Pain. But growing up, the music, the music that we were listening to, or the popular stuff I remember playing on the radio, or the stuff that everybody would bump in their cars to like showcase their systems, Outcast, Big Timers, Atlanta rap, you yeah. know? And we right. didn't have we didn't have a, a hometown hero in Florida because you know we were ready to claim this. And 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 so much of like rap around the time was like, Oh, you know, this is the best coast or like, this is the best place. Yeah. You can make it yep. here. You can make it anywhere. And that's such a, you know, it, that, that's one of the things that makes Florida so interesting and strange is because in New York, it's, you know, it's that East coast hustle. And I feel like Floridians have the East coast hustle too, but it's a different, it's at a different speed. And yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of, it's kind of hard to describe and there's no one coming out of Florida that is necessarily battle tested, but here we have Plies, who is good, who's gotten radio play, who's got platinum hits, yep. who you know is a champion of our of our town, and that uh, you know that that we dig and we like, though you know not conventional hip hop like you're saying. No, he's. I mean, with I would go, I wouldn't dare to go into any conversation with like a real like hip-hop head or like rap like connoisseur or something you know and and be like i think plies is one of the top five rappers ever and here's why but truthfully <laughs> it, if you look at you know what i have in terms of like southwest florida and as close as i can get like that's somebody that i'm never going to not like unless he does some like really stupid stuff like i'm always gonna you know have plies back his beef with little Boosie back in the day kind of bummed me out because I do love little Boosie. But <laughs> um, love, yeah. yeah, yeah. But besides that, I mean, he just, you know, he's, he's, I think to your point, I think the best rapper out, in my opinion, out of Florida is Trick Daddy. But not Trick Daddy's not Miami, from, Yeah, Trick Daddy, Rick Ross. Trick, like, like, you know, Miami. But they're from Miami. They're from Miami. And I think Steve brought up this point and and about like when people from other states, like outside of Florida, are, like think of south florida they just think of miami yeah but that's not necessarily true in new england like they don't really think about miami all they think about is like southwest florida because that's where you know the red sox spring train and it's you know there's yeah. other things to do down there so a lot of people vacation and go down there so they they do think about like florida in that essence but yeah i think when you think about like rap and you think about who florida can claim they all are in a serious conversation corny like there's not and i think trick daddy is the least corniest but they're all like t-pain credit to credit to he's one of my favorite like artists and i love him so much but if okay. you if you like look at him overall like he does corny music like his music's not taken critically seriously like people like that write you know critically aren't giving out you know, T-Pain, the love that he should probably receive because he's, he yeah. introduced a style into that genre that really helped 
thousands of other artists and so did auto tune you know, was great auto tune was already happening but he was the best at it and he used the tool uh to the best of his ability yeah. and it was very unique and it it set the tone for a lot of artists following him i yeah i mean I, you know i'm sensitive to the word corny because you know when people bring that up it's like oh i just like what i like you know like you know everything about florida is corny you know yes. like yeah yeah the cars totally are corny is. the uh, the clothing is corny and you know when you go further the further south on the on i-75 you get the more gaudy it gets or like oh, over, yeah. you know it goes from corny to gaudy and like over the top you know when you get to miami and that's kind of a style but nobody's really defined it necessarily uh because it's it's meant different things miami in the 80s was you know miami vice miami in the 90s you know what like my will smith's rapping about it you know yeah and you know we're, we're talking about a southwest florida rapper probably the top five rap cities in the united states are have to be in no order new york los angeles houston atlanta chicago you know and then you know and then we talk you know maybe even philly might even compete with chicago but but yes I think those boys from uh, Brockton, that's my plug, uh, plug Brockton. in the middle of the episode. Brockton, Van Buren record, shout out, bad press. If you got it, stream it. Anyways, <laughs> those, those Brockton boys, they're up to something. Are you talking about Brockhampton? No, I'm talking, Brockton is a city in Massachusetts where bad, uh, the, the Van Buren records, this crew is from. Van uh, Buren records? That's like a Seinfeld joke. That's mm-hmm. like a Seinfeld episode. Do you know that? uh admit, no where he throws up like wasn't wasn't van buren the eighth president martin van buren maybe wait maybe he was the 10th president uh and what, what's their Bad yeah press. the eighth president eighth president of the united states it's a seinfeld episode where uh kramer gets jumped by these kids and he like hold puts up his hands and he but he puts up four fingers and or eight fingers and that's like their gang sign <laughs> oh, no. uh what's their what's their album i gotta listen to that uh bad press bad press I uh sure. I, yeah man oh plies what a great pick i mean what else, what else can we even say about plies bad four press bad four press Got uh it. i can promote somebody else uh, on top of his pick but um I think Plies really instilled in me how to use does like in a, in a text form. Uh, I tried. DA? Really hard. Yeah, DA instead of the TH. When I first started texting my uh, wife, who, you know, at the time I was, you know, spry, like 24 year old, I would be like, uh, I'd, be, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be trying to text this woman who's like a teacher. Right. And and I prof- an ind- a professional, a very like you know, established person at the time, and I'd be like, duh, <laughs> I can't even <laughs> I can't even like say the text. <laughs> now she's the mother of children. What were you texting yeah. her back in the day? What were you um, texting her? Friday night, probably like can't wait to get that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I'm I'm not. Uh, it's getting late. What is it? Nine o'clock at night. <laughs> All right, third round. Let's get no, into it. Sorry, sorry. Uh, ra- no, it's great. Round three. Got to go. This is a quick one. We've already talked about him. Carrot top. Scott Thompson. Whoa. I mean, whoa. 
You took him. Love this guy. So unpretentious, so self-aware, so funny. Man, when when the the history of comedy is written, you cannot leave out Carrot Top. He's a full chapter himself. No. Yeah. Uh, the thing that you said something about Carrot Top that was really interesting. And What's up? You know, we kind of touch on like the corny thing, right? Like people think like he may be corny because he does like prop comedy and he does just that. And like, that's something he's just known for right. and his hair and he's crazy and stuff. But mm-hmm. he, name another prop comedian. There you can't because you know what you, you don't you can that you got to give that credit like that's the, like you need write another book in the chapter like yeah because there's no other one it's just him yes who's the oh gosh there might be some I mean I don't know I would say Dimitri Martin isn't a prop comedian he's like very he's good like, point yes but he does he does not I his comedy isn't prop comedy it's like he uses just things i don't know yeah i yeah i don't think you know the venn diagram of what dimitri martin does and prop comedy is the overlap is very thin what would you say about jeff dunham he's a puppet he's a puppeteer okay so not not a prop comic either no he's a horrible person but but i think let, let me say this I think you take away the props from Scott Thompson, Caretop. He's still funny, funny as hell. It's I don't so think funny. he needs them. And I think the reason why we don't hear about other prop comics or classify them as prop, com- prop comics is because they care too much about that stuff. You know, Scott Thompson, what he's really doing is he's doing a solo sketch show for an hour and a half every night in Vegas. That's nuts those those people that do those gigs are crazy yeah i mean he's he's incredibly motivated and incredibly on all the time and yes you know what a beacon I, what a beacon of light you know i know two of my picks yeah. were comedians but you know of course they're gonna be uh, what are you gonna do and i don't mean crazy in a bad way i mean like they're crazy gifted and dedicated to their craft like they, that they can that they can do the same thing Every, like 70 80 90 120 shows a year like maybe more yeah i mean 200 yeah maybe shows. who knows who knows like but and you live in like a beautiful place like in nevada um yeah so, he yeah. he's spectacular um and he's gone through so many like he's also like a very thoughtful person which is which is great you know just being able to talk to him you know every floridian is in their own way thoughtful and he's he's very just like a cool guy to be around you know yeah i think that's yeah i mean you know i would venture a guess that he wants to be in vegas because you know the la scene the new york scene you know just doesn't you know he's like eh, whatever you know like like he, he's a, he's a he's a gifted performer he could be doing anything i would watch him do karaoke i would watch him you know do just straight stand up just do anything he's he's going to be funny he's going to be hilarious and uh he's unpretentious that's the thing i love most about him he's completely unpretentious i think he sets like a good also like scale of like what it is that makes you know a true floridian we're a little we're a little wacky 
we're always going to have, we're looking to always have a really fun time. We yeah. want other people around us to have fun. We're wild at times. Yeah. We're wild at times because you got to, you know, you know, get wild, be wild. And, <laughs> and in order to survive in that type of atmosphere where there's a bunch of other people that are trying to do that exact same thing. And to, and I think to bring back to your second pick, like how to, can someone like that from SNL get out of like get from Orlando to SNL Yeah, because there's so much like crazy wild people in there to be unique and stand out is I think can be very difficult sometimes um, because sure. there's so much going on and there's so much people trying to either stake that like, you know, I've been, I was born here. I was raised here. I love this place so much. It is the best place on earth. Or yeah. I moved here 30 years ago. My family, you know, w uh, had a timeshare here and now I live here, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think people go to Florida to be like, because they feel like a reason to be like crazy and wild. And I feel like when you look back at carrot top, like he kind of looks, he kind of fits that, in the whole like essence you know absolutely that's, maybe that's why i said what i said maybe it was the the alcohol um and other things but <laughs> maybe it was his show but um he was said what you said and you mean what you said and I, yeah. I i'm behind you all the way yeah all right third pick final pick the last pick of the draft your top three floridian josh renard hit me with it. well i gotta go for the miami floridians Ooh. um are you familiar with the Miami Floridians? The team, the basketball team? <laughs> yeah. The ABA basketball team? Absolutely, 100%. Correct. One of the most underrated logos of all time, if you ask me. Uh, my Great opinion. logo. Who? It's a guy with a um, – I'm just it's, asking for it, memory. Guy with sunglasses <laughs> on dribbling a basketball, right? He's either – he's got he's got skin cancer because you can't be that orange without getting ah. some type of skin cancer. He's a little chubby because, you know – at that time in the seven in the sixties and the seventies, they were like, "Who's down there in Florida?" Oh yeah, well, like tan white guys, uh, little, little chubby whites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and what else you got? Uh, throw the state in the background. Give them a ball. All right, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> and like the color scheme, and if you give me any like outline of a Florida state, I'm all over that logo. Why I picked them because it's just funny. They were one year the Minnesota Muskies, and. Yeah. The, the the attendance was abysmal in Minnesota. Uh, so the guy was like, the owner of the team was like, let's get the fuck out. I'm getting out of here. And the guy was like, all right, well, what do you want to do? He goes, let's just sell some of our minority shares to a group of Florida businessmen. And they moved the team to Miami and they were just there. The attendance really didn't go up because as you know, at heat games, the crowds don't really show up until the third quarter because there's so many things to do rather than go to a basketball game in Miami um, <laughs> or a baseball game. Uh, you know, even I love game. the Marlins, but yeah, I just, I wanted to find, I mean, I didn't even think about like any, anybody like else. I, I've always loved this logo as a kid. I've, yeah. I've always tried to find like their gear. It's just really kind of hard. Uh, yeah. Can you find anything. like a hat with like a Floridian it's, logo or anything? It's like aftermarket. I want off. I want like real deal vintage like stuff um yeah yeah, yeah like nba hardwood yeah. yeah i gotta go i gotta go searching for some, some thrift stores down in like south beach or something for that but Rather, um yeah if you have the time you should look up the miami floridians uh logo and 
yeah, doesn't get more Floridian than than that. I love that. Well, hey, it does not get more Floridian than that. It doesn't get more Floridian than Josh Renard. Josh, thanks so much for joining me today. Uh, just to recap our picks, uh, Josh chose Ponce de Leon, Plies, and then the Miami Floridians. And then my top three Floridians that I've drafted are Ernest Hemingway, Paul Appel, and Carrot Top, Scott Thompson. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Floridians. Thanks for uh, listening up. I want to give a big shout out to my producers, Mike, Gina, Justin, Collier, Kelvin, Dawn, Susie, Lindsay, Peter, Allison, P, Kevin, Lauren, S. Josh, anything else to add before uh, before we wrap this baby up? Maya Rudolph. Love her. Love her. Ah, you know, she's in a, she's she was, she was on deck. She was on my deck. She's, she's an incredible Floridian because she finds everything to be funny where she, she finds the comedy and everything. Whereas uh, the hubs of comedy, New York, LA, sometimes they, try and into over intellectualize the text of the comedy where you see Maya Rudolph she is a funny person like she yeah. acts it's not you, you you can say she acts funny but like she is to her core just funny like she can make anything funny yeah and that I think was my long like rant point of like that's just naturally what Floridians are like that's at her core you know if you live there long enough you become it becomes you and it can either be a bad thing or a good thing. The choice is yours. Amen. Well, Floridians, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.